Welcome back, listeners. Chris Six here. In my last episode, we discussed layer protection in between computer systems and humans around COVID-19. So here we are, some of us, what, six months into the pandemic. Uh, many people are still working from home and continuing to adjust to the work-home life balance. This seems like the norm, at least to feels like that's what it's going to be until sometime in 2021. Again, if you hear some small interruptions, that's because, like many, getting 100% quiet time or a quiet area in the house with several kids and animals is unheard of. So if you hear the dove in the background, she's just wanting to be part of the action. And yeah, dove as in bird. So let's jump into this episode. In this episode, I want to bring and I want to discuss trust, or what is now referenced as trust wars. Trust wars are dangerous trends in cyber conflict. Yes, I'm talking about do you actually trust me or do you trust the data that you're looking at on your screen? Cyber attacks on trust are more worrying than the intended produce of physical effects. So what we're saying is in today's trend, attackers have found it easier and perhaps more effective to weaken the bond of, let's say, in a military alliance rather than actually going after the fighter jet or to corrupt financial data rather than destroy banks computers so again so cyber attacks on trust and integrity have a much lower threshold are harder to detect it's harder to deter and can cascade through interconnected systems so i want to talk a little bit about hackers and how they can devastate specifically financial systems uh what they do is you know the thought is okay can we insert fake data or can we change existing data in clearing houses or payment and settlement systems to restore data integrity the infrastructure would need to be taken offline as analysts sorted out what was real and what wasn't in the interim banks and traders would no longer be able to trust the affected clearing houses or settlement systems and consequently the numbers on their balance sheets related to transactions that the affected systems has processed payment and settlement systems would basically become unreliable if the trust failure seeped into retail and merchant payments and settlements shops and businesses would not operate normally along with chain the chain of payments partner partners to the transactions would not be certain of how much they owed or whether the payee had the necessary resources so we now we come to a little bit about restoring data integrity and restoring data integrity would be slow it would be a laborious process of comparing data to previous versions which might not exist even if they did the payment settlement community would have to agree upon the validity of the previous versions or convincing users that data integrity has been restored. And that would take a very long time. Some disputes over the integrity of clearing of transfers might never be reconciled. So while trust attacks have not yet occurred on the financial system, the sector is particularly vulnerable to infiltration that would undermine faith in the payment system and the processes that everyday transactions. An example is a clearinghouse that acts as a middleman between parties or basically to security transactions 
And these clearinghouses ensure that seamless transfers of securities, and in the event of a delay or default, right, they act as back, basically the backstop for brokerages. So the, these utilities are center to the function of the global financial systems. An attack on them could be basically devastating. So one message I have is trust no one. The erosion of a trust is increasingly becoming the primary goal of attackers. As I just mentioned, attackers are basically rather than just collateral effects or using denial of service attacks. In the wake of a hack, an individual can lose faith both in specific computer systems and in institutional and values that rely on the network. So, you know, DDoS is, hey, you're keeping a user from being able to actually access something, whereas trust I'm saying is actually what you're looking at on the screen. Is it truly the value or this is the data being compromised? So what can we do to help mitigate risk or to help mitigate to uh, maintain the trust? Several members who range from banking giants, such as like B of A, right? Bank of America, Citigroup, JP Morgan Chase, several local institutions have committed to creating backup, basically backup vaults of data that is unalterable once it's recorded. In addition, digital ledger technology such as blockchain can also help restore data integrity by creating a distributed, basically immutable and trusted mechanism to record and reestablish transactions. So as blockchain continues to ramp up, we hope to hear more companies using permission chains to protect trust and integrity of our systems and data. So again, at the end of the day, what's my message here is trust no one. So I wanted to thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed the short podcast as I sign off. I'll try to cover next time a Hey, listeners, I cut that one just a little bit too short. So the next episode, guys, I really want to zero in on zero trust methodology. So stay tuned. Look for that one to come out hopefully within the next couple weeks. Talk to you soon. Thanks.